Miss America. Carter, are you prepared to take the constitutional oath? I am. Would you place your left hand on the Bible and raise your right hand and repeat after me? I, President Carter, 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 President Carter. Sitting on the world, I got life in my hand. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you do me a favor, please subscribe to whoever you're listening. Please subscribe to whoever you're watching. It definitely means a lot to me. But here's where we'll start. And we're starting at a place that's all too familiar to the NFL. And that is the David Cully situation. Or it's not even a situation anymore. David Cully, the first-year coach for the Houston Texans, got fired. Now... There's a lot wrong with this situation. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, but back when he first got hired, I said that this was, I feel bad for him. Now, usually you don't feel bad for African-American coaches, especially African-American coaches in the NFL because they're so scarce. But I feel bad for David Cully because I said he is put in a lose-lose situation. You put him in a situation, one, you knew the the Houston Texans did not want to hire David Culley. Did I say he was deserving of a head coaching job? Yes. David Culley, for sure. I mean, he was a longtime assistant. David Culley definitely deserved to be a head coach somewhere. But you can already you already could tell from the jump that they didn't want, and when I say they, I mean the Houston Texans didn't want to hire David Culley. They may have had another person in mind. Uh, their GM is, you know, has their newest GM has uh, New England ties, so you would probably think that they'd want to go through the New England side, but they didn't want to hire David Culley. They hired him because the the turmoil that was going on or that's still going on with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson said that he wanted input in the, the, the head coaching position. He gave a list of names. They didn't even consider any of them, and and Deshaun Watson at that point was like, yo, I'm out. I don't want to be here. I'm not coming back. And that's just on the field situation. That has nothing to do with the off-field situation that Deshaun Watson sees himself in. So they hired David Culley pretty much as a last ditch. Like, hey, yo, Deshaun, please come back. We have a black coach, which is crazy. It's crazy because you're at this point not hiring a person for or you're not hiring a person because you think that they're capable of doing the job you're hiring a person just to appease the quarterback and while I I mean you the quarterback should have some input on who your head coach is but you don't just hire a black a black coach because your black quarterback wants them like that's Oh, no, not even that. Your black quarterback wants him, and you feel the only way that you hire this black head coach is to keep the black quarterback. That's not right. That's not right for the black quarterback. That's not right for the black coach. So I felt bad for David Culley in that sense. And you've already, like, all you kept hearing throughout the season was he's a placeholder. He's a placeholder. He's a placeholder. He's a placeholder until somebody else comes because you clearly see that it didn't work with Deshaun Watson, so he's a placeholder. I just he was put in such a bad situation and got and got dealt such a bad hand. And that is un that's that's what you see a lot of 
when you see black co- coaches. I mean, after one year, think about the think about the 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 plate that David Cully was handed or was served. You don't have a franchise quarterback. Your franchise quarterback, who is Deshaun Watson, is not has told the the media has told the team countless times, "I am not coming back." So you don't have a franchise quarterback. Your second second string quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, he got hurt majority of the year. He did come back in, in Spurs, but he got hurt majority of the year. You don't have who is your cornerstone player? Brandon Cooks, who had a who had a decent season, but outside of that, who was your cornerstone player? Don't don't I don't don't let me forget that they traded Marvin Ingram. Oh no, Melvin Ingram. They traded Mark. I'm sorry, Mark Ingram at the early end of the season. So that's your that's your starting uh wide res- or running back. You don't have DeAndre Hopkins. You don't have J.J. Watt left the season before. And you don't have Mark Andrew. And you don't have Deshaun Watson. You don't have Tyrod Taylor. So you have a rookie quarterback. Arguably the worst offensive line in the NFL. Arguably the worst defense in the NFL. You have management pretty much saying you're only here because Deshaun Watson wanted you. And Deshaun Watson's not even here. So count your days, my G. And it's unfortunate. And the thing, the reason why I really started the show is because the reason why I started this as, you know, I, this was the start of my show is because we see this way too often. I talk, I said this when he got the job. I said, this looks so familiar. And I said it looks so familiar, not not in the sense of, oh, you know, what is it? No, this happens a lot, most of the time, to African-American coaches in the NFL. There's a reason. There's a reason why there is one, only one African-American head coach in the NFL right now, and that is Mike Tomlin for the Steelers. See, a lot of people are going to look, and a lot of people, especially people that are not of color, Look and say, well, you have Mike Tomlin. He's black and and look at him. He's he's been successful for 15 plus years. You have Robert Sala, who is not black, by the way, because I heard that a lot uh, once the whole um, once the whole David Cully firing happened. You have Mike's uh, Robert Sara. He's not black. What people don't understand. And what what a lot of people don't understand is that Mike the Mike Tomlins of the NFL is rare. One, it's it's so uncommon that an African American coach gets when they, when they first get a job in the NFL as a head coach. You have you're getting a a cornerstone franchise. You're getting a cornerstone quarterback. You have Big Big Ben. You're getting an elite defense. You're getting an elite offensive line. You're getting a very good ownership team. It is very rare that an African-American coach is put in that situation. In fact, it's so rare, I can remember only happening once. And that was Mike Tomlin, who's still there. And don't, 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 don't get it confused. You know how many times people be trying to get Mike Tomlin out the door? How many, how many years... All you hear is, well, you know, is it time to let go of Mike Tomlin? Is it time to move away from Mike Tomlin? Has Mike Tomlin lost the locker room? Nobody listens to Mike Tomlin. 
Look at look at look at some of the greatest or look at some of the best African look at look at Tony Dungy. He had to go to the Bucks, I believe. Todd Bowles. David Cully. Lovey Smith. All of these head coaches had to go to organizations that didn't have it all there. Or they're pretty much set up to fail. Hell, Tony Dungy didn't get didn't get to the Tony Dungy status until he got to Indianapolis. And you just heard what his first thought was. The Bucks. The Bucks that were horrible. Todd Bowles had the Bucks that were horrible. You have the Jets. Or did Tony Dungy? No, I'm sorry. Todd Bowles and Tony Dungy had the Jets. Or no, Tony Dungy had the Bucks, I believe. Todd Bowles had the Jets. I apologize. But even still, it's the Jets. And what's very unfortunate is look at Todd Bowles now and how intricate he is in the Bucks game plan and how how good he is as a coordinator. But of course they'll say that African Americans are really best at coordinating. Or or look at look at all the best ha- uh African offensive coordinators. You're telling me he couldn't do that? As a head coach, if he had the organization around him, you're telling and this is no disrespect to all these coaches, but you're telling me that an African-American coach couldn't do what John Harbaugh did with Lamar Jackson in that offense? Ozzie Newsome in, in that organization? You're telling me that a black coach couldn't do what Matt LaFleur is doing with Aaron Rodgers, by the way, because all I'm hearing is Matt LaFleur is such a great coach. Matt LaFleur is such a great coach. He has Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, uh, Aaron Adam, Aaron Jones. Yo, you remember people kill and still to this day are killing Mike McCarthy for only making it to one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Nobody talks about how many of those years he 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 made to the playoffs because you have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I'm not saying Matt LaFleur is a bad coach, but what I'm saying is it helps a lot when you have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in Aaron Rodgers starting for your team. That's kind of like that's kind of like the whole Steve Nash thing with the with the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, it's kind of hard to fail when you have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden on the same team. You're going to win some games. No, we don't know if Steve Nash is a good coach. But what I do know is this. Going back to my point, David Culley, with no Deshaun Watson, with no Tyrod Taylor majority of the season, with no uh, DeAndre Hopkins, with no J.J. Watt, with a horrible offensive line, with a horrible defensive line, with a management team that didn't that that's pretty much vocal that they didn't want him, he still went out and won four games. Now, people have four games. Wait a second. He's, they're garbage. Four games with all that. And having a third-string rookie rookie third string rookie quarterback in David Mills to me he did a he did a fine job in what he had to work with and for people that saying he he went 4 and 4 and 13 he should have been fired 
Okay. Cool. Okay. He should have been fired because he went four and thirteen, right? Okay. Well, in that case, if we're if we're just being if we're just being honest, uh, Dan Campbell should be out of here. Dan Campbell should be gone. Um, who else? He might, he might, he might be gone. But so, uh, even though they won seven games, you have Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll should be gone. Robert Sala, he went four and thirteen. He should be gone too, right? Just saying. Just saying. Oh, he only won three more games. Ron Rivera should be gone. What I'm saying is this. This this moment right here was the reason why I felt so bad when I heard that David Culley got the got the job as the head coach for the Houston Texans. Usually, you know, you want to champion and celebrate your African American constituents or your African American brethren or sister in uh when they get opportunities like a head coaching position at a professional organization i.e. NFL, NBA, NHL, stuff like that. You usually want to champion that because you know how rare it is. Like I said, with David Culley now being fired, there's only one African-American uh, head coach in the NFL. And it's it's not a coincidence that that was the only African-American uh, head coach that was put in a situation that is unlike any other situation that another African-American would get. He was put in a stable organization with a franchise quarterback. This is why I said it was messed up, man. Because I knew that we would get to this moment. So now... Now... And I think what they're going to do, because they see the backlash that the the Houston Texans see the backlash that they're getting, they're probably going to, I mean, you hear Gerard Mayo as a candidate for head coach. You hear um, Brian Flores, which would be great coaches. Great coaches. I mean, you see with Brian Flores, who, by the way, had (laughs) had a winning season. Won 19 games in two years. The last time I think the Dolphins did that was 2002. Had 19 wins. And still got fired. I think he'd be a great coach for the Houston Texans. But I wouldn't want them to take that job because, again... I, and I understand it's it's very rare for African Americans to get the opportunity as a head coach, but what are you, what what makes them think, what makes any coach think that, especially any coach of color, think that what happened to David Cully won't happen to you? How does an organization put that faith into you, faith into you, or how how does an organization that 
gave you all the pieces in the world to fail. So that when you do fail, it's like, ah, what am, what am I supposed to say? You went four and 13. Why would you, why would you, why would you want to be, in, why would you want to be the head coach of an organization like that? Where give it two or three years, say Deshaun, which I don't think is going to happen. Deshaun Watson ain't never coming back as far as to Houston. Deshaun Watson is not coming back. So what do you, what do you have? What do, what do you have? And what happens if Tyrod Taylor does play the whole season? Or, and, and you and you win six games or you win five games. Then what? It's unfortunate, man. I feel bad for David Cully. And I, I hate I hate starting a, an episode like this, but it's it like what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? And I feel bad because David Cully and and what's unfortunate is you start hearing rhetoric like like what we heard from Keyshawn Johnson and not taking shots at anybody. But you start hearing rhetoric like Keyshawn Johnson. We knew this was going to happen. At least he was able to be a head coach in the National Football League, live out his dream. What? Yeah, he was able to be a head coach. He lived out his dream, but why does why does that that's why does why is that what he has to accept? Why does he have to accept the fact that well, you didn't you did a good enough job to to stay. In fact, you did better than expected. But hey, you still got fired. But hey, at least you were a head coach in the NFL league. Here, take take this. This is a token. This, that's a token. That is a token of appreciation because you lived out your dream. Why do why do why does why do black people have to? Why is that always has? To, why is I didn't like that, bro. I ain't like that. Mm. It's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate because this ain't this ain't the first and this is not the last time that this is gonna happen. Hell, they implemented a Rooney Rule, but. You have billionaire owners. You think you're going to tell a billionaire owner who they're going to spend their money with? And who, like, that, that. Mm -mm. That's unfortunate, man. But that's. And I hope, I hope David Cully gets another opportunity to be a head coach. Because he didn't deserve to be fired. He did a hell of a job, if you ask me. I mean, I can't even name you. I can't name you four players on that team, on that Houston, Houston, Texas team. Four players. I can't name you four. I can name you maybe three. Tyrod Taylor, David Mills, Brandon Cooks. Is David Johnson on that team? And maybe David Johnson, I think. That's four. I can't name you. David, I, I pray he gets another head coaching opportunity because that was that was some BS. If you ask me, man, that was that was terrible. But let's move forward. Let's move forward. So we're in the wild card, and the season got to this point. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about all the games that we have in the wild card and who I think is going to win. Uh, let's first start with the games on Saturday. Let's start with the Raiders at Bengals. 
first and foremost, I am shocked. I'm more shocked at the Raiders. No, actually, I'm shocked at both. I'm shocked because if you looked at my uh, preseason prediction, I didn't expect the Raiders nor the Bengals to make the playoffs. I thought the Ra- I didn't think the Raiders because you can't trust the Raiders. And as we've seen this year, the Raiders have been through hell and back with John Gruden and Henry Ruggs and homie that w- that was flashing the guns on on Instagram to 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 players getting hurt like Darren Waller. It was. It was, it was insane, man. And the fact that they were able to make it to the playoffs to me is is miraculous. And the Bengals, I didn't, I didn't think the Bengals were bad, but I just thought, I mean, you're in a division with the Browns, who on paper have the best roster in the NFL. The Ravens, who have Lamar Jackson, who have John Harbaugh, who who even though they and this is before they got hit with injury, and of course the Steelers prize organization so I'm surprised that both of these teams even being led by a Derek Carr and a um and a Joe Burrow I'm surprised now I'm when I do these predictions or when I do these breakdowns I'm gonna give you how a team's gonna win how you know a team's gonna win and then I'm gonna give you who I think is gonna win so who here's how I think the Raiders are going should how how I think the Raiders could win Attack, attack, attack Joe Burrow. Yo, I love Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is incredible. Jamar Chase probably, arguably, is a top five receiver at his position right now. But one of the biggest reasons why I said that they should go for, or when I say they, I mean the Bengals should go, maybe a Rashad Slater, a Panay Sewell, is because their offensive line is horrible. And that was was made very clear this year because uh, Joe Burrow was one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league. And when you have someone like Ninjaku, when you have the pro bowler that is Max Crosby, you go for the quarterback. The, the, the Bengals defense isn't great as well. So you have Josh Jacobs, you have Derek Carr, you have Darren Waller. You just have to get to the quarterback. You do not want to give... Joe Burrow time because what Joe Burrow was like number one uh, in in touchdown passes over 15 or 20 yards something like that you do not want to give Joe Burrow time especially to tee you up with it with it with a Jamar Chase with a T Higgins with a Tyler Boyd with uh with Joe Mixon as the running back <laughs> that is the only way I can see the Raiders winning this game is if Max Crosby and Jaku, that defense gets to Joe Burrow. And they're going to have opportunity because the Bengals defense, or the Bengals offensive line, I apologize, is not that good. So get to Joe Burrow. And the Bengals, yo, the Bengals, that, get to the quarterback. That's how I think the Raiders are going to win. Or how I think the Raiders could win. How I think the Bengals could win is just light it up. Joe Burrow, they're they're one of the rare teams where if they catch fire, and when I mean fire offensively, because you have so many weapons out. Joe Burrow has been incredible. Joe Joe Burrow has been incredible, man, especially with this being his second year and the first year getting derailed by injury. Joe Burrow has been incredible. And the amount of peace that he has around him is, is, is crazy. So when they get hot, when Jamar Chase starts going crazy, when T. Higgins starts going crazy, when Tyler Boyd starts going crazy, it's a wrap. So I just think you want to put your pedal to and and 
while the front of the Raiders defenses is, is is really good, like I said, Ninjaku and um and Max Crosby, the back end of that defense, the secondary is not that good. So you're gonna have opportunities, which is why I said for the Raiders, you kind of have to get to the quarterback because if not, then you're you're pretty much sitting ducks because the Raiders don't have enough skilled players to guard the skilled offensive uh, weapons that the Bengals have. So who do I think is going to win this match? I think it is a con. I'm not going to say a contrast of both style. I think it, what it is, is to me, these are kind of the same teams a little bit. Derek people, Derek Carr is very underrated. In my opinion, Derek Carr is still a really good wide receiver. I mean, a really good quarterback. It's just people want to crap on him, especially people in his own organization. Uh, but you have Josh Jacobs, you have Darren Waller, you have Edwards, but I think that, I think that there's, this game has to be dominated by the, by Max Crosby and Njaku for the Raiders, or they're not going to have a shot. And because the Bengals are playing at home, I have the Bengals winning this game. I think it's going to be a lot closer than 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 people expect because of how good Derek Carr is, because of how good Darren Waller is. Because, I mean, Darren Waller is a top three or top, well, I think top three probably uh, tight end in the league. I'm going to go with the Bengals because when you have all those weapons on offense, especially going against the Raiders defense that we've seen give up a, a astronomical amount of points, hell, if it wasn't for a, a a couple bad coaching decisions, in my opinion, and a couple drops, the Chargers would be where the Raiders are. So, I have and, and and I wouldn't be surprised with the Raiders. I think that this is an even matchup for different or for uh in different areas. But I'm because the Bengals are at home and you have that offense that they have. I'm gonna go with the Bengals winning this one. Now, you have the Patriots and you have the Bills. I was wrong. I didn't think... I, I thought Matt Jones had a potential to be good. I didn't think he had the potential to be good. I didn't think that the Bengals... That the, not Bengals that the Patriots were going to lead their team to the playoffs. Or I didn't think that he was good... He, as in Matt Jones, was good enough to lead his team to the playoffs. Now... That statement is very misleading because you would think that he played a major part, which he didn't. The run game with Damian Harris has been incredible. The defense has been incredible, you know, with uh, Kyle Van Oy. And, and, and Mac Jones was not asked to do a lot. Now they are coming into the playoffs pretty much still. I think they lost their last two games. Uh, but... This, I mean, this, this is, and not to mention, this game is going to be cold. It's, it is in, it is in Buffalo, but I think like the temperature is supposed to be like three degrees, but it's supposed to feel like like negative thirteen or something. So it's going to be one of the coldest games on record as far as feel wise. Uh, but here's how the Patriots can win. Josh Allen has not had the best season, or let me say, he's not had the season that he had last year. Now, going into the season, I thought that the Bills had an opportunity and a chance to make it to the Super Bowl, uh, which they still do, seeing as though, I mean, they're in the playoffs, but this team has not looked like it did last year. And 
Josh Allen stroke uh, crazy a uh, quarterback playing from Wyoming uh playing in Buffalo struggles mightily in the stat you can look it up struggles mightily playing in the cold so I think that the Patriots all the I think the Patriots have to stay solid they their running game has to come alive which it can because the the Bills defense has struggled this year stopping the run uh, if Damian Harris goes crazy, uh, which could happen, and the defense gets to Josh Allen and pretty much suffocates him or suffocates uh, Stephon Diggs, I think that the Patriots, I mean, the Patriots did beat them already in the regular season, uh, once at least. I think that they could do it again. Um, again, that defense has to has to get to Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a tank of a quarterback and if you can get him on the ground you have i mean and 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 get him uncomfortable now josh allen can beat you with his legs now he's not like lamar jackson but he he is a very uh reliable uh rusher as far as a wide or running or quarterback so get to you know bother pressure pressure josh allen and the 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 Patriots running game has to be up because I don't if you if you're putting this in Mac Jones hands and making Mac Jones win, which we saw the Bills do the second time, and which we saw uh, the Miami Dolphins, which by the way they're co- they do not have a coach right now, which we saw the Miami Dolphins do. If you if you make Mac Jones beat you, I think you have a great chance of winning. Uh, but. The Patriots can win if they have a dominant running game, which they've had all season, and a dominant defense, which they've had all season. The Bills, yo, the Bills, they have the better team. Well, let me say this. They have the best, the two best players, in my opinion. Well, you do have J.C. Jackson. They have the two best players in this game. Now, unfortunately, both of them are on offense, but you do have the two best players, which is Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. If Josh Allen is able to get the ball out quick and get good, good, easy completions, you know, five-yard completions, seven-yard completions, you don't need to go for the killer. And the Bills need, which I haven't done all year, so I don't expect them to do it, but they need to have a more balanced running to rushing, running or rushing to passing game, which I don't expect them to do it because they haven't done it all year, but you can't expect Josh Allen to make every single pass. And when you don't, when you run the ball, what, four or five times, six times a game, it's not going to work. That's kind of what happened uh, the first time they played when it was like all windy. Even though it was all that wind, they still were very reluctant to run the ball. So I think that if you make it a balanced game and get those quick completions and and Stefan Diggs has a big game. I think that the Bills can win. I'm going with the Bills in my opinion to win this game because you have the be- I trust uh Josh Allen and I trust Stefan Diggs more than I trust Mac Jones and and what Jacoby Myers. Um now even though Hunter Henry has been has been good, but I, I I'm going to go with the Bills. I just think the Bills the Bills to me they understand what's at stake as far especially Josh Allen cannot lose to a rookie quarterback, especially when there's a lot of people, especially and and, and a lot of people in the Bills organization that have the Bills at least making it to or you don't want to regress. 
I think that's that's one of the biggest problems with that we would talk about with Indy. You don't want to regress. Indianapolis at least made it to the playoffs last year. They didn't make it this year. You don't want to regress with something, especially when you have a quarterback that was in the that was in the MVP. I think he was second in MVP last year, second or third. Um, I have the Bills winning. You don't want to regress, so I have the Bills. So let's go to Sunday slates. <laughs> you have three games on Sunday. You have, and let's start with the first one, which is the Eagles and the Bucks. The Eagles is another team that I am shocked that they made it to the 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 playoffs. I was very vocal in my um, lack of faith with with Philly. Not not just because I'm a Washington fan, because I'm not. I, I'm. I still have a podcast, so I still try to be uh, as objective as possible. I mean, hell, I, I I talk about the Cowboys a lot, but um, I was surprised because if you look at the 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 Philly team, they don't really have they don't really have any stars, and I mean their their best star is what Jason Kelsey, and I didn't trust uh, Jalen Hurts going into the season, so I was surprised. But they, I mean, this team is number one in rushing, which is. And Jalen Hurts is a big reason, so don't think that they take it out of Jalen Hurts' hand. Jalen Hurts is a big reason for that. Or you know, and it's 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 been especially a team that lost Zach Ertz. Like now, Dallas Goddard has been great. So I was I am shocked that the Eagles are here. And how can the Eagles win this game? Well, Darius Slay has to have a big game. I don't. I think that. You can put Darius Slay on. Uh, you can put Darius Slay on Mike Evans. Uh, I think that this is going to be big as far as the absence of Chris Godwin, of course, Antonio Brown. This is you know now you you don't really have another wide receiver you have to worry about. Um, how you don't have another wide receiver you have to worry about. So you can put you can focus all your attention as far as wide receivers on Mike Evans. So you can put your best player on Mike or best defender on Mike Evans, which is Darius Slay, um, which also was crazy. He only got one all pro vote. But um, and the Eagles are going to have to do something, in my opinion, that they haven't really done this year. And that is beat a team passing the ball. Uh, Now, I did just say that they are the number one. Uh, rushing team and they can get some rushing yards on on the 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 bucks but when you have ninjaku we don't know if shaquille barrett might be there you know we're, we're still seeing about that you also have via ve um dominican sue i just say that Devonte david like it's you're not to me you're not gonna get a lot of rushing yards off on this team so you're gonna have to beat them at their weak point which is the secondary and if you can do that with Dallas Goddard with uh Devontae Smith um you have a chance and Jalen Hurts has surprised me so I'm not gonna count out Jalen Hurts even though this is a daunting task um you 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 could do it so I mean you made it to the playoffs so it's you know so attack attack the Bucks at their weak point, which is the secondary, and 
control what you can control and you can control is you can put your best defender on mike evans and as we've seen mike evans there there are times when mike evans can get taken out of a game due to how physical it is he doesn't seem like the most he is a big receiver but he's not the most physical receiver so you can take him out of game so that's 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 that to me is the only way that the eagles can win this game the bucks i mean you you have tom brady you have tom brady you have leonard fournette you have Mike Evans. And the one thing that I I don't think that the Eagles can really match up with is Rob Gronkowski. Uh, so I do not be surprised if we get a heavy dose of Tom Brady connection with Rob Gronkowski. To me, that's how you win. You really utilize that connection. Rob Gronkowski has a big game. Uh, Tom Brady is going to be Tom Brady. And, and, just control which kind of like with the Eagles just control what you can control you're we we know that the Bucks secondary is not the best so what you do is you stop what you can stop we know coming into the game that the Eagles is the number one rushing team so make sure they don't beat you rushing the ball Tom Brady is going to handle what he has to handle uh that offense is going to do what they got to do for the defense handle what you can handle and that is do not do not let them just rush up and down because they're going to try to with Miles Sanders, with uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. They're going to try to run the ball like crazy. Um, so now Jalen Hurts could hurt them because they have had problems containing uh, quarterbacks that can run. But just control what you can control. And that's kind of for both teams. But I'm going with the Bucks. Uh To me, this is a daunting task. Damn, I've gone with all the home teams. This is a ta- daunting task for me. Uh, or this is a daunting task for the Eagles. Uh, a lot of your players are still out due to injury. Um, you're going against Tom Brady and the reigning Super Bowl champions, uh, who, by the way, even though people talk about that Brady has no shot, they are 13-4. and four. So I, I just – it was a good story for the Eagles making it, but I just don't think they have a chance. Now, it could be like last year uh, with, you know, Washington – uh, pretty much going down to the wire with the Buccaneers. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the Buccaneers still won that game and ultimately won the Super Bowl. So, have the Buccaneers win in this game. <sighs> then you have, to me, probably one of the biggest game, probably was going to be the most talked about game, and that is the 49ers at Cowboys. This is actually a big rivalry spanning. You know, we haven't seen it in a while, but... You know, Troy Aikman's and Joe Montana's and, and and Steve Young's and Jerry Rice's. Like, they – this used to be a, a, a huge rivalry. And, again, we haven't seen it in a while, but this is going to be a good game. To me, let's start with the 49ers side. The 49ers, man, the 49ers. The 49ers have frustrated me this season because, to me, they should be a lot better and, and, and positioned a lot better than they are. But hell, they made it to the playoffs. They're ten and seven, and they did deal with a lot of injury from the quarterback to defense. They've dealt with a, 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 a litany of injuries. To me, the way that the 49ers win this game is two things: one, do what you do best, and what they. Well, let me not say that because I said that with the last one. One, be as physical as possible. That's what happened when they played the Rams. You be as physical as possible. When you have Fred Warner, when you have Nick Bosa, when you have that defense that 
that is a hard-hitting defense. You want to be as physical as possible because, as we know, the Cowboys aren't the the most rugged team. Like, they're a finesse team. So you want to be physical, and you have the players to do that. So I think if the 49ers – and to me, this game is going to be one – number two, I guess, is let Debo Samuel – Debo, Debo Samuel has been incredible in the run game. He's been incredible with the pass game. He's been incredible with the with the receiving game. So let Debo Samuel cook. And don't – for Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I know you have the hand thing. Do not – do not. It's like three things are certain. Death taxes and Jimmy G is going to throw one up for the defense. Like it's going to throw one up like a 50-50 ball. Just do not let the other team – it's that's that's what that's that's a lot of the reasons that's a lot of it look be as physical as possible without you know being overly physical and let Debo because to me Debo Samuel is the best player or is the most unique player in this game because you can use him in a litany of ways and you don't really you can't really see that on the defensive side of the ball as far as or and I don't know if because what is Trayvon Diggs going to do? Trayvon Diggs is going to have to – Debo Samuel – I mean, you may put him on what, Brandon Ayuk or something. Like, oh, and, and you have George Kittle. So, and I think having George Kittle and having that – because he is a safety net. Having that safety net definitely opens opens the gates for, uh, for Brandon – or for Debo Samuel. So, definitely get, you know, Kittle involved. Get Brandon Ayuk allow Debo Samuels to do what he's been doing all season and just be as physical as possible. And Jimmy G, do not lose the turnover battle. But the Cowboys, I mean, you have them, you have those guns for reason. And this is a big game. Of course, it's a playoff game, so it's big for everybody. This is a big game for, for Mike McCarthy. This is a big game for that coaching staff. This is a big game for Dak. This is a big game for Zeke. I mean, Dak's coming back from injury. Zeke, we haven't seen Zeke be the Zeke in a while, and I don't think – I mean, we keep saying we're waiting for it, but I don't think we're going to see that old Zeke. So, this is a big game. This is a huge game. Uh, leg, I'm not – legacy-wise as far as for Mike McCarthy because, like I said, people keep saying, you know, Mike McCarthy is such a – you know, people – I'm not going to rehash it, but this is a big game, especially for Mike McCarthy. And so, go to the sure things. And the sure thing for the Cowboys is go to a Amari Cooper, go to a C.D. Lamb, go to a, a C.J. Wilson, go to a, a Tony Pollard, go to a um, Dalton Schwartz. Like you, ha- this there is a reason this Dallas team paid all that money for the players on the on the offense because you have a Dak Prescott. Now Dak Prescott has not played really well this season. But he's played good enough not only to win the NFC East, but to make it to the playoffs. So, to me, this is probably the hardest game to pick um, outside of maybe the Rams game. But this is the hardest game to pick because you have a contrast of two styles. And we also know, for some reason, Dallas is very susceptible to losing at home. Uh, But then again... (laughs) We don't know. You don't know what 49ers you're going to get. You can get the 49ers that beat the Rams and and Nick Bosa going crazy, uh, Fred Warner going crazy, Debo Samuel's going, Debo Samuel's going crazy. Then you can get 
the 49ers that turn the ball over the time that just doesn't look like they want to play. Now, that is, I'm going to go with the 49ers. I'm going to go with the 49ers because I just saw what they did to the Rams, and I think the Rams are, are a better team than the Cowboys. And I just think that the the physicality of the defense is going to reign. Now, Dallas defense has been really good this year with Michael Parsons, with Trayvon Diggs, but I also mm, to me this is a toss up. This is a toss up. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the 49ers. I'm also gonna go with the 49ers because I'm a <laughs> I'm a Washington fan, but I'm also being subjective. I do. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys won, but I'm just gonna pick the 49ers uh, because of that. You know how physical and how good that defense is, and you have George uh, George Kittle. Uh, you have Brandon Ayuk, who is an incredible young player. You have Debo Samuels, who is an incredible young player. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with the 49ers. The team that. The team that was not supposed to be here in the in the Pittsburgh Steelers is going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Ugh. Now, with this is probably Big Ben's last season, um, going out with a swan song. So, you know, uh, everything that had to happen miraculously did happen with the Steelers because Steelers had like a 2% chance of making the playoffs and yet they're here and this was probably the hardest this is probably the hardest um, to try to figure out how the Steelers can win this game because I know how the Steelers can win this game it's very easy and very simple how the Steelers can win this game but Will they do that? <laughs> that and I don't know if they're capable of doing that. So we know the defense is going to be great. We know T.J. Watt's going to be great. Minka, Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, Joe Hayden. We know they're going to be good. We know that they're going to get to Patrick Mahomes. We know that they're going to try to. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not going to play. We know that they're going to try to be as physical as possible with a Travis Kelsey, with a uh, Tyreek Hill, who was coming in with an injury. Um, so we know that defense is going to be. Uh, that defense is going to be physical and the defense is going to keep you into the or give you shot, give you a, a, a shot to win the game. I mean, TJ Watt more than likely is going to win the defensive player of the year. So they have a shot on the defense. The problem is offensively, can they keep up or can they score enough to win this game? And that's pretty much the, the I know it's simplifying it, but even though you have Najee Harris, even though you have Johnson Williams, even though you have Claypool, and I don't think it's going to happen, but looks like uh, Juju Smith may be available. I don't know if they can. Big Ben, I just, I've seen Big Ben win close games, but look at the quarterbacks that he's beat the last few weeks that he had to beat, or look at the teams. I mean, he beat a Tyler Huntley. You know, like... And when he's going up against a good, I mean, you remember last time they played. You remember, even though they did come back in the end and, and still lost, but you remember when the Steelers played the Chargers and how Justin Herbert made them look bad. So the way that the Steelers could win is the defense just be the defense. They're go, they're 
there's some, you know, the defense be the defense. Get to Patrick Mahomes. You have probably the defensive player of the year um, in T.J. Watt. Do what you got to do and try to try to match the defensive effort. I know Big Ben's probably going to try to go out with a blaze of glory, but try to go out, try to match the defensive effort as far as with the scoring output. Because if not, I don't, I don't know. Because you're not gonna all those all those uh, flat throws or throws in the flats, all those slants ain't gonna work against the Kansas City Chiefs. And on the Kansas City Chiefs side, this team has not looked right pretty much this year. They haven't looked like the Chiefs of old, so they could be susceptible to losing. It's just I just don't see it with the with the Steelers. Um, but the way that they could win this game is just score. And that's what they do best. Score, score, score. When you have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, uh <laughs> Pringle, I mean, McCole Harmon, just you can score with the you can score. And when they kinda like the Bengals, in fact, the Bengals are kinda like the Chiefs. When the Chiefs get on fire we saw last year against the Chiefs, when they catch fire, they catch fire. So, and, and and it goes back to my big point. I just don't think the the Steelers have what it have enough, especially offensively. And I just don't think Big Ben has it enough to beat this Chiefs team. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I just don't. I just don't see it for the Steelers. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. And lastly, you have the divisional NFC West uh, showdown. The Cardinals at Rams. To me, this is probably the most even matchup. Now, the probably the most exciting and the one that we're going to talk about the most because it's the Cowboys is the 40, 49ers at Cowboys. But to me, this is the most even game. You have two teams that come into the season with a lot of expectations. You have uh, the, the last undefeated team uh, that was the Cardinals. You have the Rams who just just spent the bank this year trying to trying to pretty much win now mode. So this to me is the most even and of course they're divisional rivals now. Again, you, you have the Patriots and Bills as a divisional game, but you know. So how can the Cardinals win? One, the Cardinals have the one player in this game that I don't think you can really scheme for because he does things that you can't scheme for, and that is Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, what he's able to do, throwing the ball, what he's able to do uh, with his legs, what he's able to do on the move as far as throwing the ball. The 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 even though you have players like a like a Von Miller and a and an Aaron Donald and a Jalen Ramsey, the Cardinals. You know, Kyler Murray is able to do things that you can't really script. He's he, he can't really game plan for, especially because you don't have a quarterback like that. Um, and I mean, you you have Chase Edmonds who's been good. You have James Conner who's been great this year. Uh, I don't I don't know if we're gonna see DeAndre Hopkins, uh, but you still have Zach Ertz who's been a godsend for this team. Uh, surprisingly, especially when you saw how that ended with the Philly or with Philly. Um, this, t- and even on the defensive side of the ball, you have Isaiah Stewart, you have Buda Baker, who's been great. JJ Watt, I don't think he's going to play, but he could play. You have Chandler Jones. Uh, this, to me, 
the if the Cardinals can get back to what they look like in the beginning of the year, uh, which was a fierce defense and and an attacking defense, and of course Kyler Murray just being Kyler Murray, I do think that DeAndre Hopkins not being there is huge. Uh, if he will or will not be, I don't think he will. I think that's going to be huge, but you still have Kyler Murray, so I I think that just get back to the Cardinals that were that was that got to what um, seven and zero, eight and zero. Uh, before they got to the Green Bay, so if you get to that, if you, if you get back to that, you'll be good. You'll be good because I don't think this Rams team, even though they have improved defensively over this over the the course of the season, they're still not great defensively because you know you. I, I still don't that running defense still isn't the greatest. Even with uh, the players that they have, you can still gain yards on them. Um, and actually, outside of three people, their defense is very pedestrian. Outside of Aaron Jones, uh, Von Miller, and Jalen Ramsey, their defense is very pedestrian. So you can you can get yards on them. For the Rams, I mean, this is this is the biggest game of Matt Stafford's career. This is probably the biggest game of Odell Beckham Jr.'s career. At the you know at this point, you have to show out. Cooper Cup's going to be Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup has been probably the best, one of the best wide receivers in the league this year, uh, especially statistically. I think that if you just, if you have all guns blazing and Matt Stafford, Matthew Stafford, control the, like, do not turn the ball over. I know that's easier said than done seeing as your track record over the last few weeks, but if Matt Stafford, limits his turnovers especially turnovers in big moments i.e what happened last week if you're able to limit your turnovers and you're able to get the people the ball that need the ball which is cooper cup which is uh tyler higby which is um odell beckham jr you have a chance to win not to mention your run game because you still have sony michelle who's been good cam Akers, you know he's come back but to me, the Rams have all the people, and the Rams, in my opinion, have the best, better coach than Sean McVay. Uh, so, I'm going to say this. The reason why I'm going to pick the Rams to win this game is because the Rams need to win this game. If the Rams do not win this game, I trust them. I don't think Sean McVay is going to go. I don't think Matthew Stafford is going to go, but there is going to be major changes because you spent, I mean, Oda Beckham's a free agent. You spent all this money on a win-now team to to lose in the wild card. Now, it's and you're at home. Now, it is Arizona, so it is a rivalry game, and it is L.A. Arizona. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Arizona fans there, but the Rams have to win this game, and because and I think they know they have to win this game. So I have the Rams winning. So to recap, I have the Bengals beating the Raiders. I have the Bills beating the Patriots. I have the Bucks beating the Eagles. I have the 49ers beating the Cowboys. In fact, I only have the only away team I have losing. Uh, the only away team I have winning is the 49ers. I have the Chiefs beating the Steelers. And the Rams know they need this game, so I have the Rams beating the Cardinals. And there you have it. That's been today's episode of the Impopper Podcast. Of course, uh, next episode, we're going to go to the next round. We're going to talk about what we saw in the wild card round. And then we're going to go to the next round and give my predictions and how I think they're, you know one team's going to win, how the other team's going to win, and, and stuff like that. Uh, I appreciate you guys. If you want a popular podcast shirt, hoodie, long sleeve, joggers, 
the link is in the description below. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Again, bro, it is cold out here in these streets. If you're on the East Coast, there's it's about to it's about to snow in Maryland. Um, it's like 13 degree. It's it's cold, and so get your hoodies, get your long sleeve, get your joggers, get them today. Again, I have multiple different designs, multiple different colors. So I have what you want. Go get go get you some unpopular podcast merch. Also, please subscribe to the uh, wherever you're listening. Please subscribe to wherever you're watching. It definitely means a lot to me. Uh, and until next time, much love. Life's a continuous cycle. Consider this a venomous haiku. This ain't a verse, nigga. And I done dealt with the worst niggas. The type to steal your shit and search with ya. Nothing ordinary. I've been having vivid dreams. Them shits is more than scary. Graveyards and mortuaries. Haunted by these goals that I'm trying to accomplish. Underrated, overhated. I'm tired of the nonsense. Things I could have done better. It lies in my conscience. And I'll never forget it. I'm my worst critic. Such an overthinker. I'm so self-reflective. God willing, these parables go and sell some records. Politicians out here lying, trying to sell a message. 10,000 hours, penmanship is well perfected. Uh, I'm just trying to get my point across. And on my mama, I will die for the right cause. Cause what's life without sacrifice? And you just wasting talent if you never strategize. Stare death in the face with the saddest eyes. Taking risks, situations getting magnified. What's your ideal way of demise? The price of fame costs your life, but staying alive was more important. Uh, but death is the greatest surprise. I see the hate in your eyes. I saw potential at first. Grew a resentment for earth. You lust for power too much, and it's getting worse. The more you get, the more that your desire can quench your thirst. Of a conqueror, acts Alex as Christopher. Seven figure checks, they require my signature. Drive by shooters, homicides, and vehicular. Now fuck your art critic, can't decide what my picture's worth. I just know that it's painted well. Your favorite artist's first priority is gaining wealth. Sprinkle holy water on a tainted cell. My brother asked me how the fuck can he maintain in hell? That's another story for a different day. He just told me don't switch your ways, nigga.